Does anybody have any questions or any topic they'd like to riff on or I just came out out of a heavily Epsom salted bath, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm very subdued at the moment. <laughs> about God? Talk about God? Uh, no, I don't think so. Good, perfect. God is just that's the right uh, answer. It's I guess that's the right answer. <laughs> It's a pointer, yes. Yeah. But really every every pointer is pointing away from the loca the locale, right where we are. Is whatever there is is right where we are. Yeah. At all times. Right. So that's what I did is I called kind of called that God. That's yeah. space. Yeah. Well, whatever. To try to get that to somebody like, else who believes in God is almost impossible. Yeah. You can call it whatever you like, it's already arrived. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like the I like the higher power from the recovery community. Yeah. I like that. It's a lot more uh generic. Um I'm in Tucson and the people are a little bit different and than I'm used to, you know. I'm not used to the conservative rhetoric. Um, and I'm not trying to bring that in. It's hard to get somebody who believes in God to believe in this concept. Well, the thing is, uh, let's say the idea of whatever you want to call it, God. So I came into recovery. And for it to be a broad, it's not going to be a recovery meeting, but that is the community I'm from. So uh, yeah. it was a very broad door where you could have a, a higher power of your own understanding, sort of as a beginning entry. And then what happens is uh, a lot, a lot of stuff starts working. And then usually you go through an evolution where you end up with a higher power of its own understanding, which is very quite nice. I like that. And when I arrived there, I haven't had a new title since then. So I, uh, the idea of you having an understanding of that is, uh, could only uh, <laughs> diminish its ability to affect when you open up to having a higher power of its own understanding, it's quite revelatory. Yeah. So uh, you're in the I don't know, and then you find out. Finding out uh, is just so much more tactile than knowing, yes, in my sense. Yeah. So this whole message is really based on a direction, and that is direct. It's negation. Yeah. So obviously, uh, if there wasn't a sense of what's going on here, there would be no need, need or for non-duality to even show up or to seemingly exist. It's It comes about because of this uh, uncaused effect that duality is producing. 
where we seem to have forgotten a lot of stuff and we take ourselves to be something that we're not, seemingly. We can only do that in, in time, but in time it seems like we have forgotten. So non-duality is just a negation of that which is giving a reality to that which has been, that, that we could forget, yeah, which is an impossibility. So uh, I just love the message of non-duality because it became the last answer here. And I haven't been moved to look for any other answers, which was never the case for the other answers I have received. Yeah, they would always lead to another one or a more refined one or a extreme one or a jet, jet propelled one. But no, this is... Uh, it has been in this place of time, it's been the last answer, which is an incredible answer, really. And uh, its effects was quite contrary to all the ways I thought things would happen. Uh, because it's not about things happening, it's about what already is. And that is a migration of interest or a loss of interest. And in that loss of interest, uh, there was a lot of a lot of reverse engineering, the deconstruction uh, of that which has been very much interested in. When there's a loss of interest, is amazing, and you come to certain points that are endpoints. You are you are convinced or there's a being convinced, which is a present tense state. And uh, those mental highways are closed. They've run out of road. And the uh, loss of interest. And when interest isn't being directed and attention isn't being directed by the mental state, there's a resting and that's presence, really. That's the sense of presence is undirected interest and attention, really. And then you have enough attention and interest to deal with the day. <laughs> and then that word abiding really takes a, a true sense feltness. There's an abiding, there isn't a you abiding, but there's an abiding in that presence. Uh, not by having interest in the presence, but by losing interest in the seeming present. Yeah, that's how it works for me. So negation is a beautiful uh, direction because the understanding of non-duality will bring into stark contrast which many other things won't, the misunderstandings that this, is whole, this whole event is based on. And they're not there to replace the misunderstandings. They're just there to negate the misunderstandings. And maybe you'll find a different condition of knowing before acquiring knowledge, yes? I just tell you, it's different than any kind of attempting to get something and then put it into the system. This wasn't something that got, that got digested or regurgitated by the system. It's 
a part of it's from it's not of this system it sees it from outside of it yeah and then the possibility of being free from it becomes readily available because you're not it i noticed after time that i've been trying my head has been trying to get out of itself since i was six years old really and i was caught in this uh it's not a personal trap it's just the way things are self cannot get out of self if you try to get interested in getting out of self as self that's just more interest in this idea of self you can't get out if you believe you're in it's just impossible the real beauty of non-duality is that you're not in yeah so that drive to get out is a mistake and the drive to get out is really the bigger in, tell you the truth. And this is seeing that you're not in. So instead of trying to get into what you've never been out of and trying to get out of what you've never been in, the horse is seen as before the cart and blue is blue and red is red and things become, they don't become clear, you see them clearly. They are, they are the way they've been. They've never actually changed. We just didn't think so. Yeah, we had we were living in a seeming condition. It was appearing to be true to us. And that seeming condition has been disputed through the method, the message of non-duality, usually delivered through satsang. Yeah. So I've had a lot of changes sitting on my ass, not doing anything just going to a satsang and listening. And uh, I've, I've been brought to the end of what I thought was going to be a long highway, <laughs> an abrupt end by statements such as whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah. You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use mind to seek mind. You cannot use light to seek light. If you do, it'll go on for eons and nothing will ever happen. Yeah. You're not going to get it. <laughs> Everything has value because it fails you, really. Every savior will fail you because you don't need to be saved. Yeah, that's its value. When you're left with your own devices, finally, you'll see they're not yours. Yeah. Understanding, intellect, experience. Yeah, I love it, man. This, you have helped me so much with this stuff. It's like, and when you, you know, it really sunk home. Like there's little things that you say that really make, make this even easier and easier. Like when you say, uh, it's just a reaffirmation of the same thing over and over, you know, this is, this is it. And, you know, I, I just gotta say, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, it's a great, it's a, just a, it's a great place to have that plain canvas. You know what I mean? To, to, um, yes, to have that empty space. Yeah. You know, when I started getting moved to do these talks and just life set things up, uh, quickly it was told to me 
when they, it, I was brought to this point that if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. And that was basically when the fish market got closed and I specialized in cod, COD. Now we can grill it raw, bake it, whatever, but it's cod. <laughs> I just, I just was caught in a situation. I remember, I remember when I, uh, I was a few years into recovery and obviously in, in recovery, this idea of selfing is called self, you know, and self is what has defeated us. Yeah. And, but the way I saw self was and was a present act of being defeated by it. Yeah. So when I was studying self, it was reinforcing self. When I was trying to understand self, it was self trying to understand self. And I didn't know that until I did. And it's one day I saw the word self and it was very clear that it was other. Yeah. Foreign. In AA, I use the term parasitical movement, but it's just a way of imaging it. But it was other, yeah? And then as soon as that happened, it was a trip. The next possibility that showed up was I can be free from it, yeah? And then it showed me my life since I was six on in like a split second. And it showed me that most of my behavior or not mine obviously it's the language but the behavior and the momentum and the direction of this life was self trying to get out of self self trying to be free from self <laughs> it was a rude awakening <laughs> I mean, there was something else you said that triggers something in me you know it's like you know we want to get back to that space where we were when we were popped out of the womb, you know, before we had, you know, that space. And uh, I started thinking about it, you know, like everybody's kind of born with the knowing the difference between right and wrong. You know, when I was like six years old, I stole a candy bar out of the store and I fucking knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway, you know? And that, that little premise right there doing something that's wrong and knowing it and not caring, you know what I mean? And just doing it anyway, because somebody else is doing it or whatever. But Yeah. Yeah. Now the beautiful thing is uh, it wasn't you that was doing it. Right. <laughs> that's the relief. It's not an escape because there's an accountability of it, but there's relief because it wasn't you yes mm -hmm. yeah that's the beauty of it yeah. <laughs> uh, you know uh, a lot of times the urban renewal project of trying to change the action figure into a much better version is sort of like you know you know lipstick on a pig or painting <laughs> legs on a snake yeah, <laughs> it can only it can only go so far. If you put up the light, you're going to notice it. 
There's a there's got to be a lot of denial going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Anyone have anything they like to sh to talk about or like me to talk about? I have a question. Yeah. I keep hearing you say red is red and blue is blue. What does that mean? Oh, it means uh there's not a widely uh, mutated interpretation of things going on. Yeah. It comes out oh. of Zen. Out of yeah. Zen? So you're going to see red is red and blue is blue. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see things how they are in uh. a much clearer manner than you used to see things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was going to make a matrix That's joke, but. That's better. Yeah, that's just basically. Mm. See things as they are directly without names. Oh, red and blue. Yes. But Is that, that what you mean? The image, not so much that just that. Uh, let's just say. Let's say in non-duality, someone's heard non-duality and then they call me up and they're bummed out because their girlfriend broke up with them, but they won't start crying. They start telling me, well, I know there's no girlfriend and there's no me. And it goes on for like 15, 20 minutes. And then finally they break down and start crying. That to me would be red is red is blue is blue yes yes okay so this, thank you yeah so yeah so knowing what is needed at the moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i've sat on the phone sometimes for 12 minutes or so and then they finally break down and then they feel a lot better they're not yeah. feeling a lot better with thinking there's no one that's feeling anything. That's all mental. It doesn't work. Yeah. I do not see non-duality as a skillful means. I think it fails greatly, actually, if the head tries to use it as a skillful means. I just do. That's so beautiful about it, really. It really is. I mean, my first example, I was introduced to this idea and I was in Australia and my girlfriend was going out and she asked me to do the dishes while she was out with her friends. She came home, the dishes weren't done. And she says, hey, Paul, didn't I ask you to do the dishes? There is no Paul to do the dishes. <laughs> and she said, she said, screw that, do the dishes. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I went through my immaturity stage for, it went fast, yeah, because again, the head, it was a perfect example of a principle, which is the head is, is 
is introduced to whatever we meet and it claims it, yes? So the head hears non-duality and it claims it and it looks for, it looks to get an advantage from it. That's what it does. And so it's beautiful to have that idea and then see it illustrated in your life and other people's lives. It really is an incredible affirming recognition, you know? And this is the, one of the first aspects we attempt to dwell on, which this is a mental activity that's mechanical. You're not choosing to do this, yeah? Part of what it produces is the story that you're choosing to do this. And a lot of times when you think you're choosing to do something, you really don't want to see the truth about that something because you want to hide, you, you don't feel like taking responsibility for another fucking thing. So it's a beautiful way for it to stay disguised because the, par the host doesn't really want to learn about the parasite because it thinks it's learning more about the host. Yeah. It doesn't. So this is beauty, beautiful because it's almost like uh, the coyote in the desert coming upon the desert tortoise and the desert tortoise shrinks back in. And so the coyote tries to get into the shell about for a minute or two, but then moves on because it's not, it's, it can't get any meat. That's what non-duality is like when, when the, the ravenous mental activity wants to get something from it. It doesn't give shit. Yeah. Yeah. It'll sound tinny when you go off on your excuse. Your girlfriend will know it. You'll even know it. It'll just fall flat on the ground. You got to pick it up and put it in your fucking mental pocket. It's beautiful. Yeah. This can't be used in the way we use a lot of stuff. It's very difficult to identify <laughs> with non-duality. You know, you can try as hard as you want to be a non-self as a self, but it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. It, it just... You get bored, others get bored. It's just, it's not like, uh, <laughs> you know, remember when spirituality, there would be a look, you know, because we don't know where, to, we have no touchstone to, to direct us to what's authentic or not. So, you know, thin people, usually long hair, blue eyes, probably with a strong gaze, loving, or stern at, at certain times, speaking very slowly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Try to describe a non-dualist. There's fucking right. nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's find uh, it's it's hard to look. It's hard to. There's just so much conditioning, and it's a, a life worth living without it. That's how I feel. Well, yeah, so there's a beautiful thing. And it's the first time in my life I ever wanted to live, to be honest with you. And I was 70 years old when I heard the message clearly. And I'm so grateful. But I'm not cooked. I didn't hear that last part, but I, I heard the grateful, and then I didn't hear the last part. I said, I'm grateful but I'm not cooked. You're I, not cooked. <laughs> I'm not cooked. 
Well, you're going to be a la carte, honey. Yeah? Yeah. Al fresco or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy that you come here, Lynn. I've, uh, yes, I've enjoyed your company. I enjoy your company. That's why I come. No, oh, good. Well, it's a win-win. <laughs> 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 That's also something that becomes obvious with these new pair of glasses. It's, uh, you see an inclusivity, not an exclusivity. Yes. Yeah. So it's not an either or. Well, it's the real yeah, it's the real inclusivity instead of the pretend fake mask yes. of inclusivity. It's yes. it's the but honestly to some extent I've been living this way my whole life but I've had a sense of having two lives at once because being being not as free and open as you and uh, not really enjoying alcohol i i hid things that were going to get me put in a mental institution <laughs> i didn't say them but i also didn't have anybody to talk to about them and uh i don't know I, well you're I, in the asylum now lynn so. <laughs> <laughs> well i always was i was just always afraid of what i was going to say next you know now it's worse there's nobody to stop me <laughs> Actually, you were, you remind me of myself. Uh, that may not be a compliment, <laughs> but that's why I enjoy I'll take you. That's a compliment. It's a compliment. It's uh it's about creativity and freedom, just freedom. To good. Be. Good. Well, I'm happy to see you, hon. So. Uh, Anyone else have anything to say? Uh, yeah, you got a line. Uh, you got four, and David's up next. A oh, four. Oh, all right. Yep. All right, David. Uh, Good day, everybody. Hello, Paul. I haven't really got a question. It, it, it it's just a share. Uh, a long time ago, I, I think I was in my twenties. I got a, a bit like you, Paul. I got hit by a car, and um, and it buggered. Or, or, or I've got four vertebrae in my lower back that are dodgy to this day and four vertebrae in my neck that are pretty bad. Uh, and over the years, it's caused me a lot of problems, you know, a lot of time off work and, and this and that and everything else. And, and, and you know, it sort of to the point where it's made me um, like, I'm, like angry at people around me at the time, you know, the pain sort of thing has caused a lot of shit to go on and I haven't had anything happen I've been really good for about three years and then about 10 days ago I was just in at work and I was doing something very simple I wasn't lifting anything or anything but I was in an awkward position just sanding a car and my back it, it, it popped out and in the lower back and it was very like really painful and I sort of um just kept going along like the next day I just sort of said to myself I'll, I'll go into work and just take it easy you know because and that's a little thing in itself because usually the small mind would say to what I'm not oh you won't be able to work 
you're going to go broke. You know, it'd, it'd make up a, 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 a unbelievable amount of shit that was going to happen, you know, because of my accident. But anyway, I came into work over that week and each day it was getting a little bit better and I was being careful. And still at, at night when I was going to bed, it was very painful. It still still is. But, and then on the Friday, last Friday, I was doing the exact same thing again on a different car and it did it again. It, it, it just it went to worse than it was. And I had to end up, I think it was on Saturday, I had to end up going and seeing a, there's this little Asian man that I see that's a, a masseuse and he does needling as well. In, and he got me up and going for the day and I walked out of there. Anyway, long story short, it's still here with me now. Like I've still got it now. I got up this morning and for half an hour this morning, I was a bit grumpy and had all these things coming in my head about what was going to happen because, my back, because I'm in pain, you know. And then I just, I just saw it, what was going on, and pretty much it, then the pain sort of goes, you know what I mean? But like, I think it's travel and lighter, you know, like the, the pain's still there, but I can still function and, and do everything, which is beautiful. And my attitude about it and my mood, like I'm having a laugh here with you guys, normally I would, you know. And here's just another little thing I'll tack onto it because this is something that I recognised years ago. Years and years and years ago, my mum and dad, my dad retired and my mum, and, and, and they decided for the rest of their life they were going to become what I call sun chasers. So they were going to live in the little town they lived in, Yarrawonga, for about six months of the year while it was sunny. And then they were going to caravan around Australia for the rest of their lives as long as they could you know, chasing the sun. They love the summer. And um, they got up to Queensland only about three months into the trip and mum rang me up and said, oh, we're coming home. And she wouldn't tell me why on the phone, but they came home. And then when they came home, bit, they got home about a week later and went over to see him. And my dad was bright yellow and he'd been diagnosed with um, liver cancer. And I remember going over to Wangaratta Hospital with them to, for for because in Yarrawonga is a little town, you had to go to a bigger regional hospital to get it all so when, he, when he got diagnosed properly. And, the, and, and he came out, he didn't call my mum in the room, he called me, me and my dad were in a room together and he said, look, mate, I want your advice. First time in my life my dad had ever asked me advice. And he said, the doctors said, if I get this bypass operation in between, I think the cancer was in between his pancreas and his liver in the little tube, whatever, and they could bypass it, but they couldn't get rid of the cancer. And they told him, um, it's only going to give you two years and, and or you'll be dead in three months. And my dad said, what do you reckon I should do? Because I think if I get the two years, I can teach your mum how to fill out a checkbook and I can teach it like, like he was all about looking up, making sure mum was all right you know, which I, I always admired my dad and things like that. And I was a bit, bit of a blubber and mess. And I, I went, go the two years, dad, like do the two year, do the two year thing, which he did. And the beautiful thing about that, to me about that story is during that two year period, it was middle of the summer getting on to the end of the two years. And my dad was helping me build a um, two car garage in, in, in my backyard, 36 degree heat. You know, he was in his, uh, like late, late 60s, 
and he could always outwork me. He was outworking everything else. And then I got up one morning to go out there and he wasn't there. And I thought, I better go over and see what's going on. He's, he's never not there. And I went over to, and mum was up and I said, oh, where's dad? And she said, oh, look, he's not feeling that well. He's in bed. It's about midday at this time. And then he, um, anyway, long story short, he, he passed away about two, two weeks. He, he went to bed and went to hospital and passed away. Two years and two days to when they told him he was going to die. And I, and I saw this, it's like to me, even back then I used to think, it's like, it, 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 I, I think what happened up here talked him in that you're going to die now. More or less, I think if the doctors had said to him, if you have this bypass operation, you'll get five years. I reckon he would have, I honestly believe he probably would have lived the five years. You know what I mean? Anyway, it, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not, doesn't make me sad that story talking about my dad. But, but yeah, I think up, up here, like the small mine, all right, two years is up now. It's um, time to give up mm. the ghost. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's, all, I, that's all I got. I'm, I'm not trying to outdo Craig. I don't want a Dave's corner. That was just a little share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, feeling free to share that. Yeah. yeah. You notice, though, there's a lot of curiosities where some people who have been married for a long, long time and one of them dies, that the other one dies in a week or so, a few days. Yeah, I hear it quite a lot, and uh, but whatever. The whole point with this thing is uh, the traveling lighter isn't going to, I don't know what it will do. You may have exactly what was supposed to happen in your life happen, but you'll travel lighter through it. Doesn't mean everything goes great, but you'll travel lighter through it, yes? You won't yeah, be an extra weight involved in the situation. If it's heavy, it's heavy, but you won't be making it heavier, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's it's definitely like with this back at the moment. I'm definitely traveling lighter through it because that that's happened. Like this situation has happened to me a lot, and it was really heavy traveling. <laughs> you know, the same stuff's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with like in uh, in my day, I don't know what the leg's going to be like. Yeah, it can go really bad, <laughs> like quickly. I can wake up and it tells me, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not working today. And <laughs> basically, you're just really, you uh, you get to live really relying on uncertainty. Yeah which is sort of cool. You know what I mean? I mean, I sleep very good, but <laughs> not with any assurity that the leg's going to be good. You know, <laughs> it's just, it could do whatever it wants. So it's just, uh, yeah. There was one master I liked. He said, uh, you know, you, uh, what you are outshines circumstances and situations. Yes. So, if a situation doesn't seem to have much light, you'll be the bearer of the light. Yeah, you'll bring the light to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thanks for uh, feeling comfortable here to share that thing. Yeah, no, 
No, no, no worries, mate. And, uh, and the other quick thing is in those situations, Paul, you see the advantage. How's this for a weird advantage? You see advantages in it. It's like my stomach muscles are all hurting because I think they're taking up the slack for my back. And the good thing about yeah. that is I think I'm get, I think at, at 57, I'm getting a washboard guts, you know, it's like I'm getting all fit in the stomach. That's <laughs> that's the great bonus. But I'll tell you, you know, I feel gr gratitude for the bad legs because I get a disabled parking placard <laughs> yeah. and I get wheelchair through the, the airports and I travel a lot. So it's great. I get a wheelchair from the counter to the gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get on first, everything. It's pretty good. I usually, I used to have to have like some fake drool and then just lull my head like yeah. this. But now actually I looked apart. I'm old now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to wear shorts. So when people would look at me like very incriminating because I looked youthful, I just have the I just point down to the leg and then they begrudgingly move aside and let the wheelchair go. <laughs> so even the seemingly a terrible thing has produced incredible benefits. Yeah, that, that's that, great. That, that you notice, you, 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 I, I think like you see you see the beautiful benefits, whereas you, I never would before. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Just the head always, you know, it rushes to judgment. And uh, the dilemma with the judgment, it's okay. It doesn't close the aperture when you see it as not you. If there's a seeing it as you, the aperture closes. There's a myopic view becomes the, the present moment, so to speak. Even though it's completely panoramic, the attention is going through a myopic view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Ben. You ready for Emerson? Thanks, oh, yeah, Emerson, yes. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi, Paul. Emerson, thank you. It's good to be here. I have a question about six and seven. You were talking about it, I think, two weeks ago. So I started six and reading seven again. Steps in the program of recovery. Make, Correct. Be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six and seven in the program of recovery. And so, you know, our character defects. Now, I don't know if I'm not seeing it right, but it seems that the character defects are, I guess, come from or part of self. And then it also says in the big book, you know, we can't be entirely rid of self without God's help. I'm just not seeing how that all fits together. Um, well, it doesn't at times because sometimes something is said very clearly and then other times it reverts back to you're the problem and you did this and these are your character defects. So it's just basically, I feel the big book is a, a download and also sometimes it's still scrambled by the dualistic radio. But yeah, so I like the statement of being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So manifested in various ways, in another sense, are the defects of character. So yes. Yeah. 
Oh, you were breaking up. I missed most of what you said. It, it was, oh, everything well, froze. I'm sorry. I was sorry. Uh, defects of character. Bill W. and these people that wrote the book, were. this is my feeling about it. They were receiving downloads. And sometimes you'll see an incredibly clear nugget in the big book. And then the next paragraph, there's a reverting back to you're the doer. You did it all. You're the problem, yes? But some yeah. sentences are so clear that self is what has defeated us through its manifestations, yeah? We will now look at its common manifestations, or let's say character defects, which would be resentment. So resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. It isn't yours, yeah? Yeah? Yes. So... That's what we bring yeah. to step six and seven is what gets revealed is what we're not. What it gets revealed to is what we are. So what we are sees what we're not. And in the action figure realm, it brings it to this higher power and asks that higher power to reconfigure it or basically take the form of it, melt it down and use the gold for something else. Yeah. That to me is the greatest, that's the recycling aspect of recovery is that which has been claimed by self gets reclaimed and put to a different use. Yes. And part of that act, part of that process is step six and seven, where you're recognizing something that you would say was you thinking, you see it as self selfing and you bring that to step six and seven to a higher power because you can bring that because you're not it. Yes. Yeah. This yes. is not about, yes. see, when you abandon self, uh, self is other. You can't abandon you. You'd be there. Yeah. Just like when we were running around San Francisco, we'd have a beater or something, a cheap car. And then, uh, We'd go off the road and hit a tree, and then we would just walk away from the car, just abandon the car, a top of market, <laughs> just bye-bye. <laughs> Back then, they didn't have great DMV records and shit. We'd just walk away. I can abandon something that I'm not. Yes. So this is the abandoned self. Exactly. That doesn't mean you're abandoning you. You're abandoning something that you're not which is possible. Yes? Yes. yes. This is how I see it. I see self as other. I do not see that the, the sentence being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I do not believe us and self are the same thing. I don't. Right. I see self as a singular and us as a plural and the plural has been de defeated in a singular manner by self, by this activity of being identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate thing that believes or is told that to be the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the loser, the haver. Yes? Having a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Yeah? To me, that's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is the act of being identified with something that you're not. That's the mental state's condition. The mental state is in the act of being identified as self.
Yeah, that which is perceiving is 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 seen as the perceived, and that's why Hoang Po showed up and and corrected it. It said that which is perceiving cannot be perceived. That which is can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. Yet if you listen to your head, the perceiving is given to the perceived as an attribute by the mental activity. This is the this is the essence of duality, which is dualism, subject object. The subject is seen to be an object. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So with see, I believe everything that's going on through the action figure is not us. Tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just don't believe we're of this place, really. I don't. I believe this is the dreamt, and it's it had seemingly had a beginning, and it's going to seemingly have an end. Yeah. And uh, I feel like when it, before it began, it was like never happened, and, bef and after it's gone, it will be like it never happened. <laughs> I just don't see it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it loves to think it's a, like an ink tattoo, but it's henna tattoo at best. It washes off. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so okay. I'm seeing what I'm not most of the time. I'm talking about the awareness of things in the head and stuff. Not one of those are of me. Literally, yeah. There are appearances made. And therefore, those appearances can be unmade and turned into something else. Because the gold isn't in the shape of the cross. Yeah? You can, met, you can melt the shape and there's the gold. Yeah? You see? This is... The dreaming is of appearances. Those things can be undone. Mistakes can be corrected because they haven't reached a level in the Course of Miracle of a sin. You know, this actually really happened. Nothing's ever happened. So that which is appearing to be one way can appear to be another way. Yes? So here we have these old character defects and shit that the thing keeps appearing to be one way. We recognize it as not us. We give that over to the higher power, and now that will appear to be in another way. Yes? And what you used to see as a failure, you'll see it as a success. Yes? Where you saw, man, there's no value in that ever happening, had great value. Yeah? Yes? So yes. your life isn't living under a template of old ideas. The old ideas are constantly being presented, but there's a living underneath it, over it, around it, yes? You're not living through those ideas. You're living and you see the old ideas, yes? The old ideas aren't a, an entrance. It isn't a tunnel that leads you to something. You see it. You see the old ideas, yes? Yeah. I don't see through the old ideas. I see the old ideas, yes? This is a transformation here in the action figure world because dreaming is dreaming. 
There's no reality, like Buddhism says. Everything is inherently empty. What is it inherently empty of? Of true meaning. This is dreaming, yes? This is all uncaused effects, just like the story about the movie on the screen, yeah? The movie, the person gets shot, he gets stabbed and stuff like that. Does the, does the, ble- the blood bleed into the screen? No. No, we are the screen, not what's appearing on the screen. Yes? The action figure is wholly appearing on the screen. We are not of the action figure. We are of the screen. Yes? Now, there's an event seemingly happening, and we're experiencing seemingly through the movies, and maybe it could be a melodrama or a tragedy, but because of our nature, which is of the screen, we can travel lighter through it. Yes? Yes. The traveling lighter in the in does not come from the in. It comes from the of. What we're of brings a lightness to the in. Everyone's trying to find Mm -hmm. lightness in the in, and they always get bitten in the ass because of the duality. Yeah? They think they have it made, and then suddenly their house burns up. Yeah? A lot of shit can be made and unmade here. <laughs> That's why in Buddhism 101, uh, it's unwise to rely on that which is unreliable. That which comes and goes is unreliable. Yes? It's simply pragmatic. Yeah? You're wanting to get a lasting effect from a fleeting event. It doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Throw throw your tantrum, throw whatever, but get over it. It's not working. You've come to an end. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It just works, yeah. You can't you can't figure it out with the mental logic. What mental logic would ever say if you're a coke dealer, the principle of you have it by giving it away? No coke dealer that's <laughs> ever done well ever followed that principle. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But in fact, this is what life is like. You have it by giving it away. You're so rich in this always available at all times, there's no need to be miserly. You can put your, you know, you're now not withholding for a special event, you're available and present to this event, yes? Which is our inherent nature. We're present, yeah? Which makes us available and which makes us of service, really, yeah? Yes. It's just what we're serving. Yeah. In a way, you've got two main winds that can blow through you. Yes. Let's call one selfing. Let's call it, let's use recovery. There's trusting the infinite or the finite self. It's not like, yeah. And so people, they maybe need a little education of how it looks to trust the finite self because you can be saying you're trusting the infinite 
while when it's actually trusting the finite self. Yeah? You will be saying that you want to play, you want God to run the show, but you're playing, the head is playing God with that idea. Yeah? So it's not a knowledge. What it is, is it's an offering, and then you see it in your own life. You see exactly that. You see that setting out on a two-year seminar, how to lose interest in self, could be construed as interest in self. Right, right, right. Yeah? Now, before, I didn't see that. Now, I cannot not see that. Yes? Hmm. So, the knowledge is about what you're not. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. self-knowledge avails us nothing, but knowledge of self is very valuable. Very valuable. Because it's going to inform you in so many different ways and then have tactile sense reinforcement, you know, like an aha, unspoken yes, a fucking constant vibration of yeah, yeah, of what you're not. Yeah? It's not like this goes ding and then this goes wang and then you make up a rationalization why how the wang is ding. No, this goes ding and then ding. It's perfectly symmetric, you know? It's bing, bing. It's not like bing, oh, <laughs> it's just perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's mm -hmm. obviously, when you've realized uh, What's looking is what you're looking for. The looking for stops. <laughs> just the way it mm. goes. Yes. It just, it's, how do you know you got it? Well, you're not looking for it. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> you got the message because you're fucking not looking for yes. it anymore. <laughs> That's queer. Uh, That's queer. Yeah. It's clear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you, Emerson. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that. See, like that time you were here and then you got more different hits of what uh, playing God concerning mm -hmm. God was. Yeah, with... You have to set up the situation, the candles. It's sort of like you're actually per waiting for you, <laughs> not waiting mm -hmm. for God. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're waiting for you, the aspect of you that's playing God. So you got right, that. Yeah. That was great. This is yeah. how it happens a lot. Yeah, You hear it, and then the, the there's like one brick falls out of the wall, then the thing collapses, and then you see the wall again, but you never see it the same. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. We got Kenneth or who? Which one's first? Yep. Kenneth. Hi, Kenneth. Paul. How Hi, Paul. Hi, good, good. Um, you know, I really thank you so much for, for the YouTubes, even though I I'm not always here. I've listened to it. And from listening to you, I've understood so much uh, on my readings. Okay. One of the books that I picked up before I, I met you, I, I, I began listening to you was Silence of the Mind. 
It's uh, by a Romanian myst a mystic called uh, Eli Croatia or some Siora. And he has very much the similar uh, uh, idea on, uh, I was shouldn't say it's the same way of talking, like you said, the mind can never get it. And, 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 and the other thing is that uh, he uses the word lucid attention for, I guess, uh, like you, like it, it, what I find in your, in your satsang, uh, you are reminding us always uh, the lucid attention on what's going on with your mind. And, but you also provide a very livid, living example of what's happening. So before I couldn't understand him, right? But now from listening to you, I could see the nuances and, and uh, you know, the, subtle, uh, the subtleties from uh, how, how a mind can work and, wh and where we are, uh, uh, where we are as what we are not, as opposed to what we really are. And, and you do see that the, the mind, uh, like for instance, I find that my mind uh, is not as agitated or is not playing God as much. Uh, and within that space, within that space of uh, like when the mind is more silence, according to him, when the mind is more silence, then uh, we, are, we are in tune with, uh, with the infinite. And, and, and it doesn't give uh, rise or energy to, to uh, talk what, we, what, uh, what, uh, what our conventional mind engages in. Uh, so you know, yes, uh, hey. it's it's really beautiful that the, the way you come up in the sight sang. It's so much of its observational understanding, because we go through it every day, and you remind us all the time, again and again, this is what the pitfall is. This is what's going to be, you know. And even though you don't say it, this is, has to be done this way. Uh, you know, you don't put it in writing that this is the only way. But you say more say observe for yourself. You know, be a lucid attention has to be there all the time. So thank you, Paul. And Mike for putting up all this. Well, you're uh, welcome, Kenneth. I'm very happy to have seen you over the years. And uh, it's probably one of the greatest compliments someone can have is that uh, by it sitting here with us, uh, it's opened up some beautiful books, so you can actually see something there. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, and you know those writings are there, beautiful poems. It's mainly poems in the book in the uh, in the silence of the mind. It's all it's all in poems form, nothing uh, you know, and it's very beautifully said, uh, but in in such a way that uh, sometimes it misses because it's in poem form. I couldn't get it. Yeah. And I couldn't relate to it, but because of you, it brought the understanding so much clearer to me. Great, great. Well, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and remember that lucid uh, attention, attention. Is, is readily, readily available. It doesn't get, it's like the, remember in Buddhism, they talk about the, uh, what was it, the water lily, that its roots are in the mud, but it never gets touched. So, yes. Uh, there isn't uh, nothing sullies awareness. Awareness doesn't pick up lint if it's moving through a closed door. Yes, it's, it's not the way it goes. Yeah. 
So that lucid, uh, the lucid attention is when, is really where it's coming from. If it's coming from the awareness, yeah, when the head tries to believe it has lucid attention, lucid attention, what you do is you see that as bogus. That's the real lucid attention is is the mental activities, thinking it's clear. See, I've seen people and, you know, who can be clear about everything, everything, but not this. They miss this little point that there's no one that's clear. (laughs) So, I mean... Uh, another, yeah. another point. Witnessing, but there's no witness. There's observing. There's no observer. There's seeing. There is no seer. There's hearing. There is no hearer. Yes, yes. Uh, another point so you mentioned. Wanna... That, the another point you mentioned was that the, uh, the the silence of the mind can go in and out. It comes and comes in and goes. You know, it's not it's not uh like you're interacting. On a daily basis, your your regular mind is interacting with it, so it comes and goes. So it's it's like a but that the base is there, but but you don't see it as continuously. Is that right? Uh, well, I don't believe you ever see it. You see the head. You see the head. Okay. Yeah, yeah because uh, again, the seeing can't be seen. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. which is. Uh, that which is subject can't be objectified. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's this is the this is sort of the absoluteness of non-duality. Yeah, that's just why you can't get it because you are it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. because mm-hmm. you are it, and none other than that, there's no other it that can see that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So there's there isn't two see there's not two seeings running around and one seeing can see the seeing. No. There's seeing, yes. That's that. Yeah. The mental state reacts to that to the presence of seeing by the contact it gets introduced to and then claims that there's a seer. Yeah. So yeah. because it can't, the, the mechanicalness cannot help itself. It cannot see verbing without implying a noun. It's just, it's so, if you want it, if it can only wear a pair of glasses, it can't wear a single glass. It just won't work. Yes. So this is one of the main points. If you're attempting to use this as a chariot of the gods, it's not going to uh, arrive at where you already are. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. This is the beauty of it. It's it's failedness is its great value. So you'll stop whipping it into some kind of condition. It can never actually obtain and so, or sustain. Yes. So basically uh, there's a loss of interest, meaning like what they call uh, a, a sort of a thickness called the cherishing of self in Buddhism there's a losing in the cherishing of self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's just really, if 50% 
plus zero 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 point one moves over it's the panoramic triggers and now the panoramic sees the myopic where the myopic won't see the panoramic the panoramic is a threat to the myopic the myopic is just something happening in the panoramic yes that's the inclusivity of that yes the the myopic is in is programmed as exclusive yes you know it doesn't brook any other god but itself yes so the myopic if you're attempting to use the myopic to see the panoramic i i think that's faulty yeah or just tell the truth because you're seeing it and the truth will hit you yeah and then you'll get great value out of it because you'll stop looking for what you are <laughs> because you'll be you'll be what's looking <laughs> You'll have a lot new, more new hobbies and shit. You'll have a, you'll have a lot of time on your hands, maybe. <laughs> uh, I believe things can come to an end. I believe even the most stubborn action figure can be convinced that it, it's never going to get it. It can't understand it. It's pointless to keep trying to describe the indescribable. I do believe that's true. Yeah, yeah. I was I didn't believe that until I was convinced when I got struck sober. The action figure got struck sober and uh I had didn't drink or use ever since. 35 years almost now. I've never even had a strong thought or effort to drink or use. Yeah, I was thoroughly convinced that, and I had been actually, but there was a huge denial going on. Then the, something came in, blew the denial away, and then I knew I was screwed, like, royally. And it didn't call me to arms. It was a disarming event. I was just, uh, I was exhausted. Yeah. And there was a surrender. Yes. So that movement, I, I haven't had many of those events, but the spirit I've have, I have felt many, many, many times. Yes. In quiet, small situations. It wasn't as dramatically, you know, when I got struck sober, that had a lot of uh, production value, you know, <laughs> see, the scientists quiet surrenders were just as profound in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So nice to see you, Kenneth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Good to see you, Kenneth. I'm happy I could participate in your life. I, I am. Thank you. Actually, uh, I have one more question. Right. Is that okay? All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, would you say that uh, because we are so, uh, eager to, to, to get something from uh, non-duality that we are missing it. Well, that's, that's actually how, in a way, you come around to it, is by trying to get it, yeah. Okay. That's a part of its value. It will, it will frustrate you to a point where you wouldn't have gone like, uh, 
it seemed like that's a very tried and true way to get you somewhere is to have you get very frustrated that you can't get it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I think the ends justify the means for sure. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine if, if you got non-duality, it was, it would be made into something else. That's what happens here. We give everything all the meaning it has. It's hard enough not to have that happen in non-duality now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, it's going to be like Zen. It's going to be non-dual shopping or, you know, how they use the word Zen and everything for a while. Zen, you know, cooking. <laughs> so it'll be non-dual <laughs> dating or something, you know. <laughs> they just they just die in the system you know this movement yeah of meeting something and then i trying to identify with it and then morph it into something the system itself understands in a way non-duality because it's nothing can withstand that but a lot of things completely altered from the meaning they actually held at one time by us participating. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. So I love non-duality because it will frustrate you if you try to use it as a skillful means. It will. I just think it's awesome. Because <laughs> then you see the nakedness of trying to, of the head trying to get out of what it thinks it's in. That's so valuable to see. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. so valuable to see because when you hear it's a failed system and then you see it's a failed system, it's very powerful. Yeah. If you just hear it's a failed system as a system thinking it's a part of its success, you know, but when you hear it and see it or then see it and then finally hear it, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, has a it has a deep impact yeah the head works in imagery yes imagery so satsang has a lot of power i mean uh, the voltage out of a simple statement of what what can be perceived cannot be perceiving is is like a huge electrical plant yes it's huge there's uh that's like, uh, if it was like dueling, that would have been the greatest master. You would have lost before you started the duel with that statement. It's so beautiful. It just, uh, it's like you close the door and you catch the big toe of the head. It doesn't escape. You know, it just, you got it. And it's just there dangling. You listen to your narrative, up, the narrative up here, and you hear it's premised on the exact opposite of that statement. Its narrative is that which is perceived, Paul, as the action figure, is what's perceiving. It's completely contrary to the message of uh, Hoang Po. I mean, there's no, how are you going to, you know, cook this into one cake? You can't. It's a negation of the whole narrative that's playing in one's head. 
Simple one, not even like six words in one sentence. Yeah? If you hear it, what can be perceived, which is this, these bodies cannot be that which is perceiving. There you go. Now, watch the head and see it's do its premise on the exact opposite. You see? There's the value. Because what's seeing that is what you are. What is being seen is what you're not. Yeah? Beautiful. It's not of you. I did not think those thoughts. I did not do those actions. Yes? I did not feel those feelings. There was feelings, thoughts, and actions that were claimed to imply there was a you. Yeah? So the actuality is there's a verbing, and then there's the claiming of the verbing, and then a noun is inferred or implied, and then suddenly the noun leapfrogs, and is now the, the, the noun is doing the verbing. You don't see that as valuable to see that? It's incredible. It gives you an incredible lesson about time in about 30 seconds. Yeah, you can see that which comes after implies that it's before. And then you get a sense of that which is before. You get a sense of it. The I am, there's the I am, and then a way, 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 way over here is Paul. Not I am Paul like this, yeah? Where Paul is trying to know the I am as if it's different, yeah? But no, I am and then Paul, yeah? Okay, there's no problem. Big problem. One's got to go. No, no, no problem. There's a there's a narrative going on in the head about Paul. It has no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. The space is this. Yes. So there's. How do you believe the sense of Paul is acquired from the sense of I am? That's how the head verifies its story by using that which is existing. I am. To imply that which not existing, I am Paul, is that which is existing. Yes? Instead of feeling or sensing the existence, it's called Paul. <laughs> and then if you want to feel it, you got to go through Paul. Paul's now going to try to feel the existence. No. <laughs> no. That's non-duality. Paul is not going to feel the existence. Paul is an afterthought. I am, I am, I am. Paul is, I was Paul, I will be Paul, therefore I am. Paul. Yes. It can't get rid of the I am. It just claims it. Yeah. You hear that. And if you see it, that's that's got some power there, humbly, yeah? Then it will open up treasures in books or in poems and in things, yes. You know, you will have the eyes to see, yeah? 
and the ears to hear. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Kenneth. Yep. Thank you so Paul. much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We have uh, John. Is it John first? Yes. Mike. All right. Thank you, Paul. And just briefly, um, the, the, your take on Paul, um, that which is perceived is not the perceiver. Is, no, the perceiving, not the perceiver. The, that which is perceived is stated to be the perceiver, yes. But it's not that which is perceiving. That which is perceived is not the perceiving? No. Please say it again. That which can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Cannot be perceiving. Yes. That like By the claiming of the perceiving, that which is perceived is called the perceiver. You did it beautifully right then. Yes? Is that like saying I've never seen my face? Well, it's it. There could be that could be uh, a part of when you never see your face. Yes, but basically, what it's saying is anything, yeah, that can be perceived cannot be perceiving. In other words, the thing is inanimate. It does not exist. Yes, without that which is perceiving. Yeah, because that which is perceiving would be that which is I am, the existence. That which can be perceived is not that perceiving. Yeah, it's an appearance. This is an appearance, yes? Before I could, the Zoom could be on and I may have been in another room. I show up and I appear. Now, when I wasn't here, was there a, a lack of space, like 165 pounds lack of space when I, no. I appear to, and disappear, but nothing changes, yes? I'm appearing, but if you took me out of it, this, the weight of the space would be exactly the same. When you bring me into it, the weight of the space is exactly the same. If I took this wall down, there wouldn't be a moment that there would be void and you'd have to get a six by 12 piece of space and put it in there. Yeah, there was an appearance of a wall. There is no wall. Yeah. If you take the wall away, the space doesn't rush in. It was all space the whole time. Yeah. So. The wall is not, you could say the wall is not walling. <laughs> then there's that you made. Um, so perceiver perceiving, if I'm able to leave self, then I can see self. You don't have to leave self to see self. You're already other than self. I know, but 
the identification is too tight. How do I leave self? Well, that would be self trying to get out of self. The value would be to see that and to hear the self because the self's little plaintive call right there is is captures the principle self can't get out of self. That's how I would see it. Yeah. But there must- that which wants to get out of self, I see as an aspect of self. I don't have a dog in the hunt either way. Just sitting, I just sit here and just seeing stuff. Yeah. Are we not able to get out of self with a, a fourth step in prayer and service? I think once you start realizing that you are an in self tell you the truth see the seeing that we may arrive at was always available at all times yes there's been an awareness of selfing the whole time the awareness has not lost its sense of awareness and fell into the selfing it's selfing. Yeah, it's the mental state trying to get out of a mental state. It's just like the same thing with the self-inquiry. That which is asking the question, who am I? And that which is asked the question, who am I? Both are not us. Yes? You get that? You see that? Yes. Yeah. So... Sometimes it's like self has to see has to see self to get out of self in a way. Yes, but both of them are not us. Yes. The awareness wasn't changed when you thought you were in self and wasn't changed when you thought you were out of self. That which was aware of both movements wasn't affected by any of the movements. Yes? Is that, is step six the beginning of that process? I think if you want to call it a process, I'd say surrender or recognizing the failedness of the system would be the beginning of it. Yes. Yeah? So I, I would say in, in AA parlance it would be admitting finally that you're screwed yeah that something that you have been relying on has failed you miserably and you're not buying any story or rationalization right now you're in a bottom and something is being convinced and then it's just a matter of time before you get an acknowledgement of that maybe you'll be brought to an AA meeting or you'll continue to drink but somewhere in the near future, there's a day of reckoning is ahead. Yeah. I'm thinking that if I see self and and, and cataloging the, the character flaws uh, and I see self, that produces a loss of interest in self. And that actually isn't that step six. Yes. Well, I would say you see selfing. There's no self to see. Because there isn't the 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 end product of 
of selfing is self and it's an empty product. All there is is selfing, yeah? There is no self that has defeated us. The selfing, yeah, is what has defeated us seemingly, yes? Because when we've been listening to the selfing, there was an assumption that we were already self, yeah? So the defeat was already destined. Do you ever feel, let's say right now, the idea of self arises, yes? But when it arises, it has a historical flavor. So when selfing does its what its magic and you feel like a self, you feel like a historical self, yes? Yes. You don't just feel like the doer of this thing, you feel like the doer in history. There is that many things you've been the doer of and many things you've seen. Yes? Yes. So the system, if listened to, doesn't give you an out. The only out is to try to get out of self as self because you've already been presented as being one. Yeah? There's no undoing that. So it's not like, oh, I have the option to become self today or not. No, it's already made a proclamation and you already are one. You've been a self. Yeah. So when there's the claiming of the doing, you feel like a doer. Yeah. It's got a flavor of history, time. Time is one of the main ingredients of this event. Yeah. Of the self thing. Time is what allows something that is made up after a process to be seen to be before the process. That could only happen with time, yeah? The only way something that was the end of a product could be seen as the doer of the product would have to be with a magic aspect of time, yeah? Or yeah. you would have just seen, hey, wait a minute, the head's going, there's an action, and then there's this idea of being the actor. But no, what happens now, there's an action and you believe you were the actor that did it. Yes? You see it? You see the difference in time? A little. Well, if you keep looking at it, the more will be revealed. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, as you said, you start seeing that which is that has failed you, and that leads you to a disillusionment and then a lack of interest. The, the interest starts moving. And then what you, was revealed, you can bring the six and seven to have that energy that's been frozen in that past future ice cube tray fucking thawed out and now have it enrich your day instead of being used to enslave you to yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens in this process of the steps, I think. Yes? Yeah. So, yes. Okay. You see the selfing, and it is obviously, after a while, you must be that which is seeing it, not the product of it. And then that triggers a loss of interest in it because the interest is based on its you. Yeah, truly. I mean, you wouldn't listen to your head if it was presented as Stanley's. If your name was Paul, you would have turned channels in five minutes. But you've been listening to K. Paul for 50, 60 years. What's causing that addiction is because it's about you. 
if you weaken that idea of view, then the interest is going to be freed to go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I use it for the imagery. I don't care about self. I can't, you know, the selfing is actually the activity. But the imagery of it being foreign is a doorway of realizing you're not in that which you want to get out of, yeah? Because if you keep trying to get out of it, it will claim to be the one who got out of it, and then you'll be in it again, yeah? If you can see that and not fall for its little identification, you'll realize the way to get out is not being in, and that is inherently the condition, yeah? You're not in self. This is like a long reverse engineering of, of a, something that happened in no time and it's played out over time, just reporting back. It may go a different way. Who knows? I'm just sharing how I've seen it. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was very subdued and feeling the Epsom salts. Now I'm uh, quite alert and... Re get ready to rumble. <laughs> uh, all right, no one else, Mike? Uh, Lynn. Oh, Lynn. Oh, Lynn, come back. I wouldn't bother you, but I think I get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I keep I I noticed that since this glimpse I had in June that I keep referring back to it unintentionally. It's like I can't not, and I think that's what you're saying. I'm perceiving. I'm the timeless, infinite perceiving. Yeah, that's not in, and I see that I, that Lynn never existed. I did see that, but I'm so familiar. I, I'm just starting to be comfortable in, in the end. Yes. Well, this is the thing with, there was a, our first video, if you have the time, uh, the first video we ever did in Zen Bitslap was based on a story about the sheep and the lion. Yes. It was a perfect I've heard you I've heard you several times. Yeah. Many times. And so actually. yeah, so the culmination of that parable was when the young lion that had fallen into an identification as being a sheep and had been adopted by a flock a herd of sheep and became a, a leader of the sheep herd and became an elder and stuff, not an elder, he was still young, all the while being a lion, yeah, is confronted one day by an older lion, and the older lion doesn't say anything because it realizes the young lion doesn't know it's a lion, it's saying it's a sheep. So it drags it over to the water hole, sticks their both heads over, and the young lion sees their reflections and gets it, yeah, bammo. You know, it didn't have to take years to 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 undo being identified as a sheep. 
he never lost the lioness. Yeah. So as soon as he sees the reflection, whammo, he gets that he's a lion. And then that's the end of the story. But I believe you need a follow-up. Because what happens when the old lion leaves and the young lion starts walking away from the pond, the, the head is going to kick in and say, I just had incredible experience of being a lion, quote-unquote, as a sheep. Yes? And without the understanding and recognizing the mechanical nature of the mental state, yes, you probably won't notice it, and you'll be living as if the as if you were the sheep again. And then so, even to the point where you'd want to duplicate the experience of being a lion all the while being a lion. Yeah. So for me, the more important message wasn't seeing the reflection in the pond, it was the follow-up of knowing no matter how big sometimes this awakening or whatever can happen, if you're still around, the head's still around, and it's probably going to claim it, yes, and make it and see it from the idea of being a sheep, yeah? That's all I wanted people to see, really, because I wasn't hearing it in satsang, and I felt it was quite important. It's very and I, important. I think it's and very important. Has convinced me, and it's so easy. I hopefully, to the best of my ability, I never str uh, stray far from this premise, this point, in all the satsangs. Yeah, because I truly believe if you don't see it, you're going to be looking from it. You're going to be fucked. Yeah. Well, whatever that may For be, a while, but you're well, going to be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. It was something, I went to satsangs, I heard stuff, but something was itching me. And then I saw it, I saw statements in Ramana's teachings, and they seemed to uncover this idea. And then that was that. I never, I never strayed farther from, far from it, yeah? I don't care about 11 multi-universes and shit. I don't. I know, me either. I just want to, I just want to see the traveling lighter to me is really in this event here isn't bells and whistles. It's like dog shit awareness. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's very, it's yeah. It's very, very, uh, well, just find out, you know? Yeah. What I used to call me with a quiet, consent really i didn't know any better yeah and that aperture became the how i de definely saw how i saw and i wanted to get out of that to such a point i would do almost anything i would actually consciously uh overdose on cocaine with the point that at the point where the heart was going to blow up, there would be a minute or 30 seconds of me being free from Paul. And it was worth it to me. I and I did it like a religion. And uh, you know, sometimes you have to really be wrong a lot to recognize something. And so uh, 
all the good fortune I've had if I haven't died and I haven't, I didn't act out, you know, just, uh, and this just seems as, as ordinary as anything. I mean, it's, it doesn't need a thought. It doesn't need anything. It's just, uh, So then I'm happy you come and everyone comes here and I hope I hope uh we're not only enjoying the space but that space is becoming more obvious yeah yeah so I think that's it Mike eh? Lynn you're all right I mean John Yeah I'm, I'm good John I right, let John in John come on in Hey Paul I'm going to make make it real fast it's, it's late but um you mentioned um using non-duality as skillful means. And I felt that let, uh, the self uh, image felt that like a nice smack. And uh, I realized that uh, because you travel lighter and your life can't seem to get better the, in, the, in the action figure, it does then try to co-opt the seeing as a skillful means. And I, and I hadn't quite seen it in that kind of, with that clarity before. And it's just like another, big uh, obstruction was just kind of removed. So I just, yeah, it was wild, you know. Yeah, well, now it's, it's not an obstruction because you saw it. Yeah. Obviously an obstruction would be not seeing it. So now that you saw it, there is no obstruction. Right. So even having the seeing and yeah, the, the one of the, you know, what can be one of the effects of that is that your life seems to go better. You seem to relate better to your life. And then it sneaks its way back in there by trying to use that seeing, which you can't, as like a brings into the mental level as a skillful means. And, it, well, and yeah, like you said, it, it fails terribly. Like, it, and I, I realized that when you said that, I'm like, yeah, it never works. Like, it never, like, you can never like stop in the midst of a shitty situation and go, let me go back to my non dual under. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what's beautiful though, John. You now yeah. you saw an important message. You yeah. saw that the head wants to use something mm -hmm. that can't be used by the head. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it, it blew me open again tonight. So I, I just wanted to jump in and just that's share very that. valuable. I mean, yeah. that would be a two-week retreat amount of, of value. Yeah. Yeah, it really would, man. I'd have to sit, you know, they tell you to sit and meditate for a couple of weeks without talking to get something like that. And I just got it. Uh, just, just sit in satsang. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, there's a magic in satsang. Yeah, really. it's, it's all this energy together. And, yeah, it's beautiful. So thank you again. I don't want to keep getting And what happens when some heavy thing gets moved with no effort or thought? There's, you see a principle in that. Mm -hmm. and then you rec And then what happens is the mental uh, idea of that comes up in the screen and you see how bogus it is. This is how, this is how it goes. You're going to be the illuminating factor in your own life. Yeah. Right. These Richard. things that you heard will be appropriate. They'll be like a template you put on life and you'll see you'll see the pattern of what's going on that you didn't see by being lost in the particulars. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's a lot revealed there. A lot revealed that Kenneth was speaking about. 
uh, super, even though it's a certain degree of surrender to, 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 to the seeing, this super empowering because it becomes really in a sense like it's for the first time your life <laughs> you know yeah. i don't know if that makes sense but yes bro it does and uh yeah see even if your earnestness seems to have taken you the wrong way that's the value in it now you've yeah. seen something yeah see there's all i find what whatever is going on in this life now it sees value in things I never saw value in before. It just does. It's great. I mean, I'm much, I much. Nothing's wasted ever. But, you know, there's no like. No, it's just, uh, no. And uh, we could go on and on, but I'm getting yeah, tired. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, though, again. So Actually, I'm getting hungry. Let's be more. Uh, more accurate. More accurate. <laughs> okay. Enjoy, enjoy your dinner. Hey, Thanks thank you. you. Hey, let's let's say goodbye to everyone. Hey, I think now you need to keep going so that when people get under the covers, they can fall asleep. <laughs> well, they can just put an old video uh, YouTube on. Kathleen's already gone. No, I think that's my greatest <laughs> unforeseen uh, effect is helping people with insomnia. Wow, great. I mean, that will be on my tombstone. He thought he was spreading the gospel but he only he was helping people get a good night's sleep <laughs> yeah but if you're a lucid jurisdiction how it's used <laughs> hey listen I, I can't imagine uh wanting to sleep and being and not being able to really i usually can go to sleep so I can see that that would be incredibly valuable if mm -hmm. you could just go to sleep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's like our little slice of heaven every day. Yeah. We're finally, we're finally somewhere without ourselves. <laughs> Deep sleep. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, Mike, thank you for everything. Thank you for running the, uh, asylum. Yes. Yeah. I have complaints about yesterday's Jello, though. I didn't particularly like it. That oh. passion fruit. I didn't like the passion fruit. I was going to say I wasn't responsible for that. <laughs> John Luna, pleasure, bro. He's a homeboy from the East Coast. Thank you, David. Paul. Good night. Thank you, Dave, for sharing. Yes, and uh, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. I, I just like saying this name, stethoscope, stethoscope, <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, it's great. <laughs> your, what, your short would be stethy, I guess, stethy, a scopey, stethy. All right. Nice to see you. Thank you. Kathleen, as always. No, she has, she has uh, shook off the last layer of skin. She's now happy. <laughs> Not confused and happy. She's I think she's asleep right now. She's, she's asleep right now. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Perfect peace. <laughs> uh, hey, Craig May. Craig, I don't know. David was go, you know, going to a cozy corner. I don't know. We have to 
may have to fight it out. No, there's nothing like Craig May. It's like uh, <laughs> the good neighbor. What was the guy's name? Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Mr. Rogers. Yes. All right. Yeah. The non-duality Mr. Rogers. It was astounding. It was amazing. I looked in her eyes. It was like the taste of infinity. I love it. Nice to see you, bro. Marty, thank you. Sherry, I had the pleasure, great pleasure to meet Sherry. That was very nice. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to meet you, too. <laughs> yes. Kenneth, as always, we're on this, we're in this, on this road together, Kenneth. Yes. Yeah. Anu, Anu. Anu always impresses me. Thank you, Anu. Sally, Mia, there she is, the wild Tasmanian uh, something. Nice to see her. Thank you, Mia. Uh, we got John. Thank you, John, for tonight. Yes. Lisa J. Lisa sticking in with us. Nice to see you, Lisa. How's the dog? All right. Yeah. I'm great. He's always great. Oh, good. Yes. Shannon. <laughs> nice to see Shannon. This is week two. Isn't it, Shannon? You were here last week, yeah? Yeah, it is. My daughter just woke up, so I got to go. But um, good night, everybody. All right. See ya. See ya, Shannon. Yep. Bill Churchman, thank you. You'll be following Kathleen into deep sleep. Yes. Go to sleep now. Go to sleep. Try to remember the seven numbers of your ATM card and put it into the chat. <laughs> Carl. Where is Carl? Hi, there he is. Nice to see you, Carl. Hi, Paul. India. In the heat. Yeah. Already. 25 oh, in the morning. <laughs> it's cooking down. It's cooking down under. It's cooking here, yeah. Twenty wow. in the morning and it's probably 30 degrees. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, well. <laughs> Better you than I, Carl. See you. <laughs> no, I don't I don't suit it myself though. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, to see you. Good to see you, Paul. And thanks for the message. Ah, you're welcome. Bruce, as always, nice to see you, Bruce. Yes. We have um, Brahmi. Brahmi with a with a another person. Oh no, it's wait me. a minute. It's Sarah. <laughs> Holy we're in cow. India. We're... I didn't know you were you were uh you were twins. <laughs> We've known each other for over a Chilling with Brahmi at the ashram, still trying to get somewhere. That's great. So thank you for dropping in. Yeah. I know it must be busy seeking, so I'm happy you took a break. No, I can drop in. I have the 
the camera off because of the reception is not good. Oh, oh well, I can I see it. Yeah. We see you perfect now, both of you. I'm very happy to see so you. So happy too. to see you. Yeah, right. thank yeah. you, Paul. Thank you. That's Thanks, great. Paul. I come back. I, I'm always. I'm always surprised to see where Sarah is in Greece or England or now India. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm trying to live vicariously through you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Lynn, thank Thanks, you so Bob. much. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Paul. I'm, found, I'm happy you found a, a meaning to enjoy life whatever that meaning uh, that meaning was to have the ability to enjoy life or want to is great yes beautiful gift all right warren nice to meet you yes i hope i see you again sometime yeah 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 all right we've got marty sherry these are back wait a minute i'm getting oh esteban my main man yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, we're going to be in Mexico, not this coming weekend, next weekend, February 3rd to the 6th. It's on the website under events in a town called Aziz. I don't know, near uh, uh, Lake Chabala, near Guadalajara. So we got a lot of talks. They got me talking like <laughs> all day. So <laughs> don't worry, I'll get out of most of that. Yes. I'll take very long lunch breaks. Yeah. All right. We got Lucas. Nice to see you, Lucas. Susanna W. Miss Amelia, the love of my life. Lori. Deborah from Alberta. Nice to see Deborah. Uh, let's see who else. I think I've got everyone. And uh, again, Brahmi and Sarah. Very nice to see them and all of us wish you a happy India. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Susanna, see you, honey. Everyone, see you. All right. See you. A new. Hey, Kenneth, thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Paul. Thanks.